Hey, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other platform, thank you so much. We know you have a lot to choose from, and we're really glad you're here. Take a minute, if you would, and just like, share, and subscribe to make sure you don't miss a thing as we bring you more content full of inspiration, motivation, and know-how. Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. (laughs) Every time. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. We are so glad you're here today, and we are going to talk about something a little bit different. Um, Today, we're going to dive into why a breakdown is a good thing. I will tell you, um, when you sent me this, I was like, oh my God, she's gone off the deep end. We're going to encourage people to have breakdowns. And then I, you know, did that thing that you always encourage me to do and read past the headline. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a great episode. <laughs> yes. So funny thing, a friend of mine actually sent me a podcast that was similar to this. And it's like, why you should have a breakdown. And I'm like, what am I going to, why do I want to listen to this? And it was super interesting and got me thinking, and was kind of the background for this. And when we're talking about having a breakdown, not a mental breakdown, okay? I probably should have led with that. We're not talking about having a mental breakdown. Okay. No, yes. br- no mental breakdowns. Um, but coming to that point in your life, and I think we've all been there, I usually use um, the analogy of a purse, right? I always say I gather all these things in my purse of life, you know, significant other, job, house, activities. And then I come to this point where I'm like, oh, like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Everything feels confused and stressed. And then I dump the purse upside down and I would st- I would start over when I was younger and then I realized um, that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be constantly living in this life of starting over. Um, We need to realize that when we're talking about a breakdown, I want you to think more of like a muscle, right? So when you're building muscle in the gym, if you talk to any trainer in any gym or athletes or anything like that, they'll tell you that when you go to build muscle, what you actually do is you break it down first. So you have all these micro tears and then water comes to the muscle and it heals it and it makes it bigger, right? So you have to put your muscle under this amazing stress and strain, right? You got to lift heavier, you got to run further, you got to do more um, to break it down so then it rebuilds stronger. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is when you reach that point where you feel like, oh my gosh, like what is going on in my life? Like you're stressed, you're confused, you're feeling like you're at this point of breaking down. Um, What you're doing is actually just breaking down the current version of of yourself so you can build a stronger version of yourself, right? So the me that I am today and the things that I do today, me five years ago couldn't have done, wouldn't have done, right? 
So that's what we're going to be talking about, how confusion is a cue that you've reached the maximum capacity that your current self is able to handle. And you got to go through that. And what happens is, is instead of going through it, a lot of people quit, right? Like that's, that's when you feel stressed out, you're like, oh, this is the sign that I need a break because our brain is a muscle and our brain is built to keep ourselves safe. So when we hit this space of like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. Life is so hard. Most people, instead of continuing to push on, they pull back and they quit and they stop and they introvert and they take a day off. And instead, what they need to be doing is doubling down, which sounds kind of crazy. Like, what do you mean when I'm stressed, I'm supposed to push through? But that's how you grow. That is how you grow. And that's why I do programs like 75 Hard or people are like, oh, like, you know, when you're in the gym again, like going back to that, like you push yourself to the point of failure, right? Like you lift to failure because that's where you're going to grow from. And it's the same in business and it's the same in anything where once you realize, oh, I've done this, I got through that really hard thing. Well, then the next time you go through it, it's, it's not very hard, right? Yeah. So a great example of this is like I'm marathon training right now, right? And each week I have to run further. And sometimes you get caught up in that. So like I, you know, week three, for example, um, I might have ran seven miles was my long run. And then week four, it was eight miles. And then week five, it was nine miles. And then week six, it was 10 miles. Week seven, I got to 12 miles miles, right? And then all of a sudden, and each week was fine because I kept just thinking like, it's only one more mile. It's only one more mile. I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, it's 10 miles. I was thinking, well, last week I ran nine. What's one more mile? I felt fine at the end of that, right? Well, what I did was (laughs) after I ran 12 miles, the next week was 13 miles. Well, a half marathon's 13.1. So what did I do? I got all in my head like, oh my gosh, a half marathon is so far. This is going to be awful. So I had beat myself before I even set out for that run because I had set up my mentality that this is going to be so hard and a half marathon is so far and it's going to be awful. And I told my marathon partner when I got there in the morning, I was like, listen, like this I'm just going to let you know, like, I already have lost this day because I had, like, pumped it up so big. Whereas if I would have just done what I did the week before and I'm like, well, last week we ran 11, what's 12? No big deal. I would have been totally fine. It would not have been hard. But because I already had my mindset in this is going to be hard, it was freaking hard. It was awful. It was terrible. Did I run it? Yes. But the whole entire time I was thinking, this is going to be hard. It's going to be awful. So what am I queuing into? I'm queuing into, oh, I'm so thirsty. Oh, my knee hurts so bad. Oh, am I getting my nutrition right? And I was just so focused on how far and how hard it was instead of just being like, it's just one more mile. It's just one more day. Yeah. And that's a good message that you can apply to so many aspects. Like this week, remember I told you I was I have a I have a block on my calendar that says balls for calls because I as as much as I love to talk and connect with people like my weak point, my scary spot, my stress spot is making phone calls to people who aren't expecting me to call, who are asking me to call because they are they have their I've been working on Fisbo. So like 
what that means is for sale by owner. So I'm on Zillow and I'm calling them and I'm running through a script and asking them the right questions and making sure that they understand the pros and cons and yada yada. But before I had even ever started making those calls, I was like, God, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be hard. This is going to be long. You know, like, what if I come up to an objection I can't handle? What if they all tell me to screw off? Like, it's so much mentality. And then I did it. You made me go do it. I did it. She wouldn't let me hide in her office. And I went home and I told Ryan, I was like, he's like, did you do balls for calls today? I was like, I did. And even though I didn't connect with everyone, I had printed um, five copies of the script. And I was like, I'm going to hit all five, whether I have to make 10 calls or 25 calls to get five people to pick up the phone. That's what I'm doing. And I didn't end up doing that just because time ran short at the office and I had my active other deals come up and things like that. But the point was I did it. So now I know I can do it. And when it comes time to sit down for calls again, I know it's not going to be this this big deal. I'm going to call them. I'm going to ask them the questions and they're either going to be receptive or they're not. Yeah. And, you know, a great example they gave is like your mind is like a plastic bag, right? Like when you pull a plastic bag, it doesn't go back to the same shape. It's now a bigger stretched out plastic bag. So you can think of it the same way with calls. And they talked about um, in the podcast I listened to, he talked about going on, since we're talking about calls, a money making vacation. And I loved this example. So what he does at his company is he's a sales company, just like us as realtors um, and just like a lot of our listeners are. So he tells his whole family, like his family, his friends, everybody, like, listen, I'm going on vacation for the next 14 days. You're not going to be able to reach me. I am on a money-making vacation. And we would do this in real life, right? Like, I just got back from Jamaica. I was on vacation. I left my phone in the hotel room in the morning, and I didn't get it until I came back at night. So why don't we do this with work? This is what they do with work. They go to the office, they put their cell phones in a bucket, they go to the office and they just straight call for eight hours a day, every day for 14 days. And there's multiple times during this process that like they want to quit, they want to give up like you, like they're just like, oh, this isn't working. People aren't calling. But they understand that like this is what I'm doing. There's no deviation from it. There's no like they don't give themselves options to do any other things. This is their money making vacation. And what they realize is at the end of 14 days, they have more clients than they've ever had. They make more money than they've ever made. And now making 100 calls a day or calling for eight hours straight is totally normal because they did it for 14 days and it changes their new normal. Like that is a reevaluation point. And what they realize is they can let go of different things that they did during the day. They break some of those bad habits they had. So maybe you have a bad habit of, I come to the office, I get coffee, I scroll on TikTok for an hour, I talk to my colleagues for an hour, then I make like 30 minutes of phone calls, then I have lunch, you know, and you've fallen into this routine that is just embedded with bad habits because you have all of these triggers, right? You walk in and your first trigger is to make coffee. And then when you have the coffee in your hand, your next trigger is to scroll Instagram. And then once you've scrolled Instagram, your next trigger is to talk to Missy, right? And you have all these triggers you've put into place. Well, when you go on a money-making vacation and you stop 
everything else and you realize this is my new normal, now all those triggers are gone. Now your new normal is gone. Now like you have this whole new way of doing things and you've eliminated all of those bad habits that you had fallen into and you have a new normal of how many calls and how many hours you can put in. And that creates a new version of you and a new level of your life and a new um, performance that you have in business. And now you also have new expectations of yourself of how much money you should be making in a month, right? If you have a $10,000 month and now you know you can have a $10,000 month, are you going to be happy with the $2,000 month? Are you going to be happy with a $1,000 month? No, because you know you can make 10 grand a month. <laughs> Once you make 10 grand a month and you realize, holy crap, I can take my family to vacation, right? Like when we went to Jamaica, we had butler service. And I told Dave, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to go to a resort again and not have butler service, right? Like now I have this new level of life and a new experience that makes me not want to go back to my old one. And it's the same with this. If you can make yourself take, say, even two money-making vacations a year where you tell your family and everybody else, hey, all I'm doing is this for the next 14 days. That's not a lot of, a lot to ask. Like if you think of your life as a whole or your year as a whole, what's 14 days it's in a nothing. year? It's nothing. So if you could take 14 days and just focus on your business to completely level up your life, imagine if you did that twice a year every year for the rest of your life. You'd, right. be, you'd be a multimillionaire. You would. And and because we've preached so many times, like it's consistency. It's consistency that builds habits, that builds, you know, it builds your business. So for our listeners out there who um, may not exactly be able to go to a cabin or like go to a hotel. So in this podcast you were listening to, so they would come to work. They would put their phones in a bucket and they would just sit and straight call for eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, it was a money-making vacation. All they did was focus on work for the next 14 days. And that is it. And there should be nobody that can't do this. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kylie. If I told you for the next 14 days, you're going to go to Ford Motor Company. You're going to clock in at the beginning of the day. You're going to work on the line and push these three bolts in. At 9 p.m., you're going to clock out. You're going to do that for 14 days. I'm going to give you $100,000. Would you do it? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's doable for everybody. Checkmate. And the point is, is you aren't giving yourself time in your mind to think about your fears and your limiting beliefs and talk to the, the people around you that give you those limiting beliefs, right? Like if you are focused strictly on this money-making vacation, right, and you're calling it a vacation, so it's a pleasant thing. It's not, again, like we talked about at 411, it's not an obligation like, oh, for the next 14 days, all I have to do is call for nine hours a day. That's going to suck. This is an opportunity to focus all your energy, all your life force all your everything on making money, on getting clients, on prospecting and following up. And that is it. Like if you're able to push everything else out of your mind and you're so busy just grinding at that, there's nothing that holds you back anymore. Because the thing is, is at the end of the day, what holds us back? Ourselves. We hold ourselves back with all our limiting beliefs. Oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of this. Girl, I am like the queen of imposing limiting beliefs. And I didn't realize that until I kept busting through them. Like I was like, oh, I can't be a broker and recruit and train and come 
cut paychecks and be in the office every day and sell houses. Well, then the pandemic hit and ain't no agents going out and selling houses. So guess what? I had to sell houses. So guess what I do now? I do all of the stuff I used to do. Plus I sell houses and I'm the top producer in our office by a lot of millions, right? I was the only person holding myself back from doing that because I was the one that was saying, oh, I'm a non-competing broker. I can't do both. There's just not enough time to do both well. Yes, there is. I do both well now. And that was because I had to not allow myself to have those beliefs and just go and do it and then realize, oh my gosh, I can do this and then continue to do it and then continue to do it and continue to do it and do it better and better and better. Because once I seen I could do it, I was like, oh crap, if I'm going to do it, I better do it great. Right. (laughs) Right. Anything we're going to do, we got to do great. Right. Exactly. So all this is, is like, okay, when you're reaching that level of stress and panic, right? Like when Dave had his stroke and he went in the ICU, I could have used every single every single part of that as an excuse to like tap out of life, right? Like I'm not going to work, I'm not going to do anything. I this is a this is a reason why I need to just be at the hospital 24/7 and just be there. But I knew that I needed to launch Stars Academy for my class. I knew that I needed to check in with my business. I knew that like all of these things still needed to happen because regardless of what happened to Dave, after whatever this situation is, is over, like we still have to keep going on with life. Right. So by choosing to continue on with doing all those things and pushing myself past that point of, well, you know what, tonight I'm probably only going to sleep for an hour because I want to get up. I want to get on the Peloton. I want to finish the stuff for stars Academy. I still want to be in the hospital all the hours that I can be in it. Then I'm going to, you know, while he's sleeping, go out in the parking lot and check my emails and do all my things. Like I stretched myself so past the point of most normal people's human capacity. But after it was done, I had a new business. I had another source of income. Everybody got taken care of. And I realized that even in the depths of despair, when I like didn't think that I could handle anything else and everybody else would have quit, I didn't. And I made it through that. And I know that next time something catastrophic happens, and the reason I was able to do that is because I pushed through other catastrophes. I've had loved ones die and I still had to do all of the things because I am the caretaker for my family. I am the bill payer. So unfortunately, I don't get to just take a, a vacation where I tap out or just take two weeks where I tap out of life. Like I have to keep doing those things or else our bills don't get paid and we end up living in a van down by the river, right? <laughs> so you need to remember that like whatever limits you place on yourself, whether they're subcon- subconscious and you don't realize you're doing it, like you're the only one that stops yourself. You are the gas and you are the break. So when you reach this point of, I'm going to have a stressed out, nervous breakdown. You need to understand that you're not, you're going to be fine. This is just a point where you need to reevaluate what is serving me and what is pushing my life forward and double down on that and let go of things that aren't serving you, right? Like I reached a point where, I could continue to show up at my kid's school on Mondays and serve hot dogs to kindergartners, or I could take that time and I could go show some houses. Well, I'm still helping the world by showing those houses and I'm doing well for my family by showing those houses and I'm making more money that's going to cause more quality time I can spend with my family. And there are plenty of moms that have the time to serve hot dogs at school, right? So I could let that go to be able to do something that's going to serve more people and move my family forward and move 
move myself forward and double down on that. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about having a breakdown um, and using that, that state of confusion in that time to be able to grow. So let's take a break here. And then when we come back, make sure you stick with us for through the little, the little couple second commercial break, because we're going to give you a couple tips on how to push through when those things get hard. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. All right. Welcome back, friends. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are going to run down a quick list. If you missed any of the um, any of the podcast prior to our, our little break there, this is where the meat and potatoes is going to be. Trisha walked us through amazing scenarios that um, allowed her to really understand her mental capacity and that there was nothing that she couldn't do um, between being a broker, being an agent, having a loved one in and out of the hospital, running the mom show, paying the bills. You had a list of of everything that needed to be done. And I'm sure our listeners out there, whether um, you know they're in an entrepreneurial position or they're a stay-at-home mom, we all have the list of things to do. But when you are breaking down and you're stressed out, the best thing that you can do is have a breakdown. And so we talked about breaking down our scenarios, breaking down our mental our mental state, not having a mental breakdown, but breaking down our mentality. And I think it comes down to number one, you know, asking yourself why. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on? But three things that I pulled from um from what you said earlier was number one, um, mental shift and perspective. Look at it as an opportunity instead of an obligation. Um, going in and making those phone calls for eight hours. Um, that's an opportunity to make money, make connections, get referrals. It's not just an obligation to keep your business going. It's an opportunity to grow your business. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I really loved what you said was your environment. We've talked kind of about this before is you have to set your environment up for success. Um, if you uh, if you're constantly distracted by your phone, put the phone in a drawer, turn turn the ringer off, put the do not disturb on. Let other people know, hey, this three hour block, I am do not disturb. I don't exist. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. Don't call me. Don't think about me. Don't send me smoke signals. None of that, because I am laser focused on the opportunities in front of me. And the last thing that I really loved was um, double down and delegate. Like you talked about when um, when you guys were going through that with Dave, you know, you had a bunch of stuff to do. And I'm sure your list was like, you know, hundreds of items long. But if you had 25 things on the list, you were obligated. You absolutely had to um, look at those things and say, okay, 
here's these five things I can give these to my office manager. These three things my sister can take care of. She can cook dinner, do the laundry, and make sure the kids have a bath. Um, my neighbor said she could carpool the kids to school. So you have just freed up so much time. So double down on the needle movers, whether they're personal or professional. Let's be real. Sometimes um, everything's going great in our professional life because we've kind of let go of the personal bucket. Um, my, my front room is a testament to that. So um, double down on those needle movers. Whether you have a list of 10 and you narrow it down to five or three, make those, do those things and do them well because they will serve you best when you do them well. And it's and sometimes it might be a long game, um, but that's the best way to get through all of the stress because those are going to give you instant wins. When you're doubling down on the on the needle movers, you're going to see your um, you're going to see your progress, which is going to inspire you and it's going to motivate you to do better. And it's just this beautiful cyclical um, wheel of of per, uh, progress and um, and growth. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. I'm so glad you were listening to that podcast. <laughs> I know I loved it because it's like I think a, th- that we all go through this right. Like when it gets really really hard, our default is like screw this. This must be a sign that I don't need to move forward. Right. Like when, when we were selling, when we're, we're selling our house and when things weren't going my way, I was like, Oh, maybe the universe is telling us not to move. Screw it. Let's not do this. But really it's not, it's just my brain saying this is hard and uncomfortable. So I'm trying to keep you safe and telling you not to do it. But what I needed to remind myself is every time I go through something that's hard and uncomfortable, I always come out the other side better. We always get something better. Like we're going to get a bigger house on a lake, right? Like when an agent leaves my office, I always end up with a better agent that comes in their place, right? Like I don't want to pour into somebody who is just going to suck my energy force. It's better for me to get somebody else that's going to listen and do what I coach them to do, right? So it hurts when it happens when somebody says, oh, I want to go work here instead of there. But what I remind myself is, well, that's actually a good thing because if they're not going to work like you coach them to work to success, then you might as well find somebody else who is, right? So anytime it feels like it's hard or it's uncomfortable, that's just things breaking down so that you can rebuild them better. And that's what you have to remember in life is like, you have survived 100% of the hard days. A hundred percent. Every hard thing that you've had to go through, you've made it. We're here. We got through it, right? And it always ends up for your good. So it's really hard. Like when I was when I was really in like the trough of sorrow, as we like to talk about. Um, I'm like Nicole, my friend Nicole. She voice messaged me and is like, "I want you to say this out loud, and it's going to be really hard right now." everything is working out for my good. The universe is conspiring for me to win. And I was like, and I literally was saying it over and over again. And I did not want to. I'm like, no, this is not good. Nobody wants me to win. Life is bad. But after I said it so long and so long and so long, what you are saying out loud, your brain believes what you tell your brain, your brain will believe, and then it will go out to make that happen. So if you are telling yourself, all of this is for my good, all of this is for my good, all of this is for my good, your brain is going to go, all of this is for our good. How can we make this good? And then it's going to rebuild itself better. So, yeah. so good. So yeah. Good. And, and one thing that I like to say often is there's no losses. There's only lessons, yeah. you know, so it takes the um, mental dexterity to wrap your arms around that 
that and, um, you know, just have that mental shift. But if you, if you can bring yourself to that place, um, of, of mental maturity, um, then you will be less stressed. You will have more success. You will see your results because even if they're not the success or the results that you originally planned on because this or that had happened, you know, there's, there's still good that you could make out of it. So yeah. What's the lesson for me to learn here? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Exactly. What lesson are we supposed to learn here and how can we grow from this? How can we grow for this? Absolutely. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Absolutely wonderful. So much goodness here. So um, we've summarized the points. If you were driving or running or walking or folding laundry during this, um, take a pause, grab a sticky note or um, a wet piece of cement and make some notes. How are you going? How can you apply this? I mean, especially if you're, I mean, if you're anything like me and you've got three kids and a crazy dog and a business to run and you know all of the things you are constantly in a state of what feels like juggling apply this do it for do it for two weeks like Trisha said two weeks it, technically I think it takes 21 days to build a habit but even at the end of two weeks straight you're going to see some results and again that's going to motivate you and inspire you to just keep going so I hope you grab something amazing from that friends thank you so much for joining us today we're so glad you're here. Don't forget to come back. We drop new episodes every single Thursday. And whatever platform you're listening on, if you're listening on YouTube, um, I, Apple Podcasts, I almost said iPad Podcasts. <laughs> Um, you know, wherever you are, please give a like, share the episode. That's the fee for the show, as Andy says. There's a fee. Um, it's a free fee. So share the, share the show, um, show some love, drop us a comment, and come back next time. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.